All right, and we are back now after getting um, some great uh, scenarios and answering some audience questions about um, the last thing we spoke about was escorts. Means love, and sometimes you know, sometimes we're available, sometimes we're single. But you are probably one of Toronto's most eligible bachelors right now. I am the most eligible. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So let's jump right into it. So uh, rodeo. Yes. Yes. I'm going to call this not rodeo promo, but rodeo solo. <laughs> because promoters, entertainers, everybody in the industry needs love. And sometimes, you know, we're, sometimes we're available, sometimes we're single. But you are you probably, probably one of Toronto's, Toronto's most eligible bachelors right now. All right. So we are back on another edition of Zaylink. I'm your host, uh, Alizé. And I have a special guest today, rodeo promo. Hey. Yes. How you doing, guys? <laughs> And uh, we'll give his intro shortly and kind of get to know why he's on this show. You know, he's here for a good reason. Um, so again, it is Zay Link. If you have questions about intimacy, relationships, love, sex, all that good stuff that we people go through, send your email questions to ZayLinks at gmail.com. Send me a DM on Alize Vlogs, my Instagram. If you feel comfortable interacting with me directly, I'm all ears. Um, you can also send voice notes and um, send, um, yeah, just send your inquiries because it's a safe space and your privacy is respected. And um, also make sure to follow us on uh, Instagram at Zaylink. Yes, at Zaylink, and um, also follow the other networks associated as well. Yeah, we love Hip Hop Network. And uh, Six Views T.O. And Friday Ricky Jared. And Rodeo Promo. And his handles will also be available shortly. Um, So we are going to start the show off again with another female artist with some banging music. What do we got? Um, We got a track here by Candy K. track is called Put some sound effects on top of this thing. I was feeling that that was nice that was so mellow and chill because she has that rap flow and that soft spoken r&b feel so shout out candy k yes so let's jump right into it so uh rodeo yes yes i'm gonna call this not rodeo promo but rodeo solo <laughs> because promoters entertainers everybody in the industry needs love and sometimes you know sometimes we're available sometimes we're single but you are probably one of Toronto's most eligible bachelors right now. I am the most eligible bachelor right now. <laughs> so Zaylink is also a space for uh, setups and hookups. So if you like rodeo. I cook. <laughs> I and make money. Cleans. I clean. <laughs> I got a great sense of humor. Mm. And everybody's used to seeing you in the spotlight from... Wow, your career has actually spanned quite a bit in regards to promotions, um, events. Most recently, you're doing um, drive-ins. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm right now in the COVID time. I'm actually the only person doing legitimate events. 
Ooh. right now there is nobody else doing anything in the winter right now okay so as big as the city might be <laughs> so that's uh, and also that's an engaging experience for couples right and groups and well small groups of course following social distancing but it's an intimate thing to kind of do the traditional drive up to a movie and you know go on a special date i think well in the summertime when we did the first one with the dance hall queen, people brought pickup trucks and they were sitting on the back of the pickup trucks in the lawn <laughs> chair with comforters. So in the summertime, it's a different experience. In the wintertime, you know, you could have a different experience as well. Hmm. Warm and cozy, I'm sure. <laughs> you know right? what I'm Get a little closer, <laughs> keep the heat off, keep each other warm. You can have a good experience in the wintertime. Okay. Can I throw a quick question in there? Go ahead. Um, when the COVID first hit, and you're because you're a club promoter so yeah. like your bread and butter comes from people being outside together yeah. did your heart drop bro <laughs> immediately i knew that my revenue stream has come to a halt and even, and when covid dropped i was actually promoting the shansia show Ooh. for march 28th oh, yeah. and the lockdown was march 21st God damn a week before and I was also promoting another show with Stylo G and Jada Kingdom. Both those shows got canceled on March 15th. And you know, <sighs> if you're in the business, you know that it's not just a cancellation. That means deposits, everything. The mm -hmm. artist is now sitting on all this money that I expected to get back within a week. Mm -hmm. The front end. Yeah. I, not, they still have that money. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you got to pay half up front. They still have it. And I called and I'm like, yo, you know, mm -hmm. COVID and... Don't look like anything's going to go on. And, yo, you, you know, you think you can run back the deposit to all three artists? You know what I'm saying? I'm on, I, I, I didn't get no money back from nobody. I'm not saying that in a bad way. You know what I'm saying? Shensei, you know, I love you. I did you so much time. You know what I'm saying? Jada <laughs> Kingdom, you know, she my girl. Style OG. But, you know, I just got to roll with the roll with the punches right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's roll with rough. the punches. Okay, so again, we said that you're a club promoter, but I think people need to know the real kind of level of promotion that you operate on because it ain't no small scale stuff. Well, I used to be um, respectively a club promoter and I had events <laughs> uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I had on each night I had uh, the biggest numbers at the biggest clubs. And there was no issues. Like Monday, if anybody's online, there was Remix Mondays. I was running Gravity, Sunday Night Raw. We're doing Saturday at Tonic, Live to Air. We're doing Friday at Industry and all these other spots. We're doing Thursdays. Thursdays, I brought Thursdays to Scarborough. And I did Rumors for a few years, brought Jagged Edge there. Brought a whole bunch of superstars to Scarborough. Big up Scarborough in the house. Oh, you know, I'm a West <laughs> man. But, you know, I brought life to Scarborough, you know? Yeah. I brought life to Scarborough. But... There came a time when I figured it's time to transition. I'm not, I wasn't satisfied in being a club owner. And to be honest, when I, when social media came about as a promoter, I, I'm a little bit more in plugged with um, the direction the scene is going. Mm -hmm. And when social media started to really take foot, I realized that one of my purposes was being eliminated. And as a promoter, one of my purposes was to facilitate a safe and friendly environment where people can meet. Yeah. 
for sure. Now that becomes the DM. I don't know how safe it is. It's really <laughs> friendly. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But because everybody could go around, let's say, not going to a club and standing beside a whole bunch of drug dealers with money, popping bottles, and, and they didn't have to go spend a whole bunch of money on clothes that they did not couldn't afford or couldn't want didn't want and girls didn't have to dress up and i saw that all it took for um me to be completely wiped out is the dm i that's what i call it Mm -hmm. uh, amongst my friends is that the dm technology to really kick in that could almost completely eliminate me from the mix so i decided i needed to do events that people couldn't say no to yeah you know so i sat down with um i have a team i sat down with my team bigger play to win you know what i'm saying i sat down with my team and the beginning of the transition was when we did um popcorn or popcorn for you know what i'm saying you know i'm canadian like born in jamaica but yeah popcorn popcorn so the beginning of the transition was when i did popcorn at rebel Mm-hmm. And a quick story at Rebel, you know, yeah, we expected about forty five hundred people. Big up Orin and the whole Rebel crew. I know we're still, you know, but we're it's all love. And we ended up with um, five thousand seven hundred people. Wow! For that popcorn show, and at that time, I realized that, you know, not only I'm gonna stay strictly reggae and dancehall events. I realized I could pull stronger numbers in that genre than hip hop could pull in their genre. Although, you know, like if if you know me, my first show a very long time ago, before before Instagram. Before, <laughs> when was that? Before MySpace, <laughs> before MSN. I'm going really far back. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna go so you know like before MySpace, there was something before that. Yeah, there was something before that. So you know what I'm saying? Was there an internet before that? No, Holy shit. No, it, it could have no, been <laughs> No, you, you know, he's he's right. Like this was literally before internet. My show was Mad Lion and KRS One and Grandmaster Flash of the Fury. No, no need to worry. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> as long as I got my nine. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm and, and, you know, without bouncing from story to story, <laughs> the reason why um, or how that um, Karis One thing came together is, like, I was in the streets, a thug, a bunch of thugs <laughs> around me. And, you know, I'm just being straight. You know what I'm saying? I, as simple as you might see me, I was in and out of jail, and we were always on CP24, and... You know, things was looking really, really rough for the squad. But mm. I love music. You know what I'm saying? I really love music. You know, my squad, like, like the trenches. But I love music. So one day I decided I'm going to be a promoter. It's like I just decided that. And I did this party on Kipling Avenue. And what I did on Kipling is I rented out an apartment. Oh, wow. No, I rented an <laughs> apartment. Somebody moved out the apartment. So I rented out the entire apartment. And I stocked apartments with speakers in each room because I'm maximizing. And them times, even though I was in the trenches, I get love. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm a good guy. You might like people that know I, I used to get love in the streets. Mm. So what I did is them times you could go from block to block. So I went from block to block with this little cheap flyers and <laughs> this cheap black <laughs> and white flyer. Trust me, uh, definitely not. What well, no glossy? There was no glossy involved. So <laughs> no glossy involved. So I went 
Tanridge, Pelham Park, Markham and Eglinton, Glendower, Galloway. I went everywhere, you know? I was stomping them times, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And the streets knew me. So I invited all these blocks to that three-bedroom apartment. And I went out, I bought some drinks. You know, it's before, before our host time called Light and Easy. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this is how I'm gonna make my money. I'm gonna spend. I'm gonna make everybody buy buy some light needs. So I, you know, I stocked it up like I knew what I was doing, which I really didn't. It was my my first event, so I was I was late, and but when I arrived, um, the apartment was full at eleven o'clock. But not only the the apartment was full, they broke out all the lights in the hallway, and they were now partying in the hallway. <laughs> so now the party led from the three apartments to the living room mm. all the way to the apartments. You understand? And I'm like, man, this is looking really, you know what I'm saying? I didn't, you know, I'm not a promoter. I'm just a little street thug. So about a half hour later, a friend came up and said, yo, he tried to get upstairs. He can't get upstairs because they broke out all the lights on the second floor. And now, now the party's on the second floor of 2667 Kipling. So I'll let people know. So the party's now on the, <laughs> the, the entire second floor. All the lights are broken out because I, I put some stomping speakers in there still. I love music, you know what I'm saying? And that will get into the reason why they call me Rodi. I'll, I'll explain. But I love, I, lo I love music, you know what I'm saying? So I, I put in a system in there that, you know, you could hear down, literally down the block. So all you had to do was hit out the lights and there's a party <laughs> at the... At the beginning, at the like midtime, about midnight, I heard a banging on the door, and I opened the door, and um, it was some undercover police, a whole bunch of them, about five of them. They're like, "Yo," but there's nobody in the hallway, and I'm looking. It's a dark hallway, but there's nobody there. They're like, "Yo, we have to come into this apartment." That time, there's 300 people in the apartment. I'm oh, like, "Yo, geez. I'm here with a few of my closest friends," and, you know, but you know, 300 people, <laughs> two of my closest friends. So I'm here with a few of my closest friends, and like, you know, I'm educated as thug as I was. I was an educated little nigga. So I'm like, you can't come into my apartment. You know what I'm saying? They're like, well, look at this door. And my apartment was right by the stairway door. And the door had about 11 bullet holes in them. Mm. I'm like, wow. Because oh, wow. the music was so loud. Remember what I told you? I didn't hear 11 bullets. And they said, if you look down the hallway, there's a nut, there was a shootout in here. <gasps> so we have to come in your apartment. Wow. And, and I said, well, you can't come in this apartment. You know what I'm saying? You need to get a warrant because I'm not allowing you in the apartment. Pull me outside and they pull me in the staircase and they're like, yo, what's your name? So I told them my name. And they're like, yo, we know a guy on Kipling that drives a red rodeo. You see how it comes. <laughs> you see how the story's tying in. So <laughs> the introduction. I, again, again, I was a thug, but I was smart. That rodeo wasn't in my name. Like years later I could say that shit. That truck wasn't in my name. I'm like, I don't own no truck. I don't own nothing. Here's my license, right? If you see a vehicle attached to attached to this truck, then you can say that. But right now, I don't own nothing. You're not coming to my apartment. I don't own a truck. You got the wrong guy. And you know what I'm saying? I, but I was a thug too, so I wasn't as nice and complimentary as I was like rude about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was the, the, the words wasn't as pretty. You know what I'm saying? So I looked at them. And I said, Yo, do we have anything else to say? And the others looked at me. And I went back in the apartment. With and, your friends. E and even now. <laughs> I don't go on the mic, but at that time, I went on the mic and said, yo, B, to everybody. I've always said this B thing. I'm like, yo, B, right now, the, the hallway, the police want to come in here, but we are not finishing this party. You know what I'm saying? We're running this party. But <laughs> if I come back to the mic, I had a plan still. If I come back to the mic, 
know that the music is going off and prepare to walk out that door. About 10 minutes later now, um, boom, boom, boom. And I look through the people. It's not the undercover. It's not the undercovers now. Now it's task force mm. with the little beams and shit. <laughs> looking at, <laughs> looking at, looking at the, looking, looking at it, the people. So I ran back to the mic. I'm like, people, remember what I said? And I turned off the music. But when I turned off the music, these guys started throwing their guns over the balcony. Remember Kipling, right? Rex Hill's there, Mon Olive's there, James Sons over there. And then I, I invited, you see what I said? I invited every block, right? Mm. <laughs> I invited every block. So it's not because they weren't war in there, but you know, them times blocks love, you know, blocks had love for each other. Yeah. So wow. I'm saying, but at that time, the blocks threw that shit over the balcony. So the, after they finished flinging the stuff over the balcony, I went in the crowd and opened the door. And all 300 of us walked out the door and I just walked with them. <laughs> Remember, I rented the apartment from them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to understand the level of thuggery that was going on that time. <laughs> thuggery. You, know <laughs> <laughs> you got to understand. So oh I rent an apartment. Thuggery. You know we got our own words. I was words. waiting for that one. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out. You know we got our own words. Um, so, okay, sorry. I don't want to cut you off, cut off your story because it's a dope story. Go ahead. But we talking about sex on this show. All right, go ahead. I'm glad you gave that introduction. So now <laughs> it's like we have a full rounded picture as to what made you who you are. Yeah. I think that was a great introduction. Yeah. And we're going to leave it suspenseful. So people want to know more. They can ask you. They can follow the page. They can figure out who you I are. I your promo. Yeah. <laughs> so we are going to jump right into it. That, I was honestly at the edge of my chair. I love storytelling. <laughs> I do. And I was just like, okay. Because this is a time when I don't even know. I love the ending. Don't worry. I love the ending. Or, another time, or, or another six, day. what is it? Six Uncut? Six, six Uncut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the ending. What's that book you got on the table right there, Zay? Yes. This book is called Secrets About Men Every Woman Should Know. And as you can see by the condition of this book, it, when have you seen a book look like this? This is from my mom's bookshelf, and I just got real inspired years back. And this was actually written in the 1990s from, um, I believe, a psychologist. Um, her name is Barbara DeAngelis, and she has a PhD. So she wrote this um, book, which is really great, about tips that women should know about men with different chapters and different strategies. So some of the questions today are going to be geared at your perspective on maybe what women would want to know that you as a man, and from, I could say Toronto, because we when we classify Toronto as we did in the second episode, we say Toronto, Vaughan, Mississauga, and beyond, yeah. until you get to the outskirts of Ontario. So that's what a Toronto man is, pretty much. GTHA. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, I think this book is really good because it gives really good tips and information. And I mean, a lot of these things are not meant to tell you how to live your life but it's conceptual it's giving perspective and it gives a lot of insight so um i i honestly like this book for many reasons and i would encourage a lot of people to read you as a man and uh ricky as well as a man have a perspective um being torontonian um speaking about women and stuff so why don't we get into i guess we can expand a bit on that because a lot of relationships right now are being tested by some of these very values or questions or theories and concepts. I think I might need to take off my hat for this. <laughs> I, don't be, I don't want to start sweating in, on the camera. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you feel comfortable now. For sure, man. You're lock in now. Yeah, it feels like it's going to get hot in here. 
Okay, so I could, you know, pick on a few chapters and whatnot. There's some really good stuff and it. it's really, really good. So a lot of women, I recommend read this book. Again, it's called Secrets About Men. What? Yeah. Secrets About Men Every Woman Should Know. And she's written other books, but this one is a really good guide. So speaking about uh, secrets and men and what women should know, let's talk about current events with major hype. I mean, we don't have to go such like, a direct angle but again that is about a relationship that is about domestic violence that is about sexuality as we know unfortunately a sex tape was released what are your thoughts as a man would you do that to an ex or a woman that you are with if you have a lover's quarrel now before you start i want to play the audio from her okay okay so you all can uh, get some more context let's speak about it again but i knew that it was gonna go here and like I said last night, I'm not letting anyone put me into hiding or shame me under a rock. Now, instead of being a man major hype and apologizing publicly to your fans, to me, after everything that I said, instead, you release a sex tape of me and are sending it all over the place, all over the world, a sex tape of me from 10 years ago. What do you think that that is going to prove? What do you think that that is going to prove? You think that that is going to make you look like a better person? So, yeah. Wow. Repeat your question, please. <laughs> <laughs> it is a tough one. I mean, a yeah. lot of the times when you're dating. It, it really isn't a tough one based on the most current events. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know if you know, today, Major Hype was on his live. And he brought out certain receipts. But before before I before I get I was one hundred percent behind Kirby. The female. I, I, his, that's his, that's the girl's name, Kirby. Yes. Okay. I, I I was one hundred percent behind her yesterday. Mm. Today I am fifty percent. Yesterday I would fight for her as a woman because I have daughters, I have four sisters. And my mother looks like she's going to live forever. You, you, you understand? <laughs> Shout out to her. Shout out to my moms. Yeah. So, like, but I would fight for her, yeah, you know. But today, after, and, you know, I don't want to get in, in too deep into it. Because last time I did an R. Kelly commentary, I lost, like, 100 followers. So, you know. <laughs> no, you're not getting 100 followers on this one. So what did she do? Okay, what did she do that you, 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 you're switching now? Well, he produced evidence that um, that he says is authentic that she released the video. Ooh. You know, that, you know, it's like to the objective, you have to have questions now, you know. It came, he said the video came from her and he produced text messages between her and her friends and he had an array of things that brought me to 50%. I didn't swing to his side, but now I have to do more research. So it's hard the way you position that question, like um, everything she said has been validated. Mm -hmm. And I know it's a sensitive issue for females, so I don't want nobody to think I'm downplaying it. 
but I think you should kind of rephrase the question based on the most current information. Okay, I will, I'll rephrase. So, okay, <laughs> this puts a lot of perspective. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Wrote it with the facts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you had a sex tape from a female that she had from a previous situation that for whatever reason she had possession of. Okay. Now he's making me think. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, okay. Because hmm. <laughs> I don't know. This is a I'm tough ready. one. I'm ready, please. Ricky, you see, I'm ready, right? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. I like that you are playing the, on the fence because it's fair. And I think maybe I have to re, um, retract the question because it's so multidimensional now because there's been two sides. If there was a one-sided perspective, then it's easier to choose an angle. Exactly. Yes. So, But once both people have spoken, it's almost like now there's a judge. It's like now the people have to judge and figure out the authenticity of the evidence. We are the court of public opinion. Right. And I think that all we can do, because with every situation, there's three sides. There's he say, she say, and what God says and what God has seen. So, and I think we cannot play God in this situation because we have not been there, but maybe the situation has to kind of be left for just speculation. But what I think in regards to what there's he said and she said and God in the middle, I always say the truth is in the middle. Mm -hmm. So a, a little bit of everything has been going on it doesn't have to be like it's like relationships it doesn't have to be you're completely wrong and i'm completely right yeah both both parties could have did injustice to their relationship right so i think it's safe to leave it there then because for us to try to pick it apart is almost like we're not really doing justice to the situation until there's a confession of Exactly. You know what I mean? Because I think it's been a perspective and a perspective. And then the confession now is what most people would be waiting for since it's so much in the public light. Yeah. I have a question. Go ahead. So if you're in a relationship with a girl and it's kind of the question that you asked last week when we when we had our episode or our first episode. Yeah. If shit goes left, would you release like the video that y'all have together? No. You know, well, me personally, I don't want my ding a -ling out there like that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So now the question has to be changed again. If she had a video with somebody else and I had the video, would I release that video? That's out of kind spite, of, out I of guess. Spite. You know what? I have had some vindictive days and sometimes, <laughs> you know, you got you to gotta be honest, you know, right? And sometimes it's hard for you to say if I was in that position because the way body chemistry acts... You really don't know until you're put into that um, position or, or that situation. So, with that question, I you know, I, you know, what have we been through? Was I really in love with her? Did she, you know? There's so much. Okay. There's so I'll, much things, so much variables that play a part a into a situation like that. Because if if your girl just cheats on you and you're angry. I don't think you're going to do that. But if your girl was vicious towards you. If she you, styled you on top of it and all these yeah, other factors. In the island factors. way. In the island way. If she styled you, then you might be like, yo, man, fuck that girl. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting this to the world. So I'm, it, it just depends on the situation. Styled you? 
Yeah. Explanation, please. Styled is almost like a form of disrespect, like making the man seem and appear and also come down on him in a very condescending way. Styling is a form of like an attitude, like you're dissing. Like, for example, this Caribbean. is this is styling a man. If she pulls up to the house and gets that nigga to drop her off in front of the house <laughs> that you two, that live, you in. two live in, she's styling him. Yeah. In that situation, if he sees that, That's now the question is, and he has the videotape and he sees that, what does he do next? Does he just swallow that and say, you know what, that this relationship is done, I'm fucking walking away? Or does he want to lash out and make her feel pain too? And <sighs> the truth is, the man would want her to feel pain. Mm. So as I guess I'm the levels are right now. If, if, if he couldn't find another way for her to feel pain, and that is the only way that is going to happen. Uh, okay, I think that's a fair response. Because everybody does things differently. A man would probably punch in a girl's face. A man would probably cut tires or like blow up a girl's car. People do all kinds of things. So there is no judgment on the outside for what a love. Those are what, some crazy sounding motherfuckers <laughs> right there. Holy you know what? I, I thought of it, but there. I'm like, I thought of it, but yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't think of it? Oh, come on, you've thought about yo. You know this girl deserves a car slashing, but it doesn't mean you're gonna do it. There's many things I, you want. So we can't that. see him right now. That. I know you can't admit that. Guy. You don't want that on your video record. But listen, I, I'll say <laughs> Friday they know it's you. <laughs> I'll put a no comment in there. <laughs> they know it's you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Man to man, see, and that's the thing. Like bridges. I'm being straight. Talk. Look, I'm being straight. Like I'm just being. I'm. I'm a different, complete different person this year than I was last year. I, I you know, I'm, I'm telling you, COVID, it's like pull a reset in the way of thinking, talking, responding, caring about what other people say for me. So I'm telling you straight, there is men right now that is at home trying to think of ways to get at their girl, you know. Mm-hmm. At their girl or their ex? Their girl. That they live with, because they know that that girl is fucking around. And when she probably was, that, when he couldn't I, you monitor. Know, I'm it. talking real shit right now, <laughs> because some men can't. It's like it's like uh, uh, a woman in an abusive relationship. Some people believe men can't be in relationships like that too. You know what I'm saying? Some men will just have to take that. He don't got nowhere to live. He driving her car. He has that's her for money. And, and she's out there, you know what I'm saying, fucking on this nigga. So what does he do on the couch? He has to just eat that. You know what I'm saying? There was a video about that recently that was surfacing on Instagram with the guy, <laughs> the guy that was like with a new girl. And then he was wearing all the gear that the girl that he's with uh, bought him. And then she made him strip completely in the street and she beat him with a belt. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that things was can really get, cool. Things can get really, really, you know what I'm saying? And it's, again, the viewers are going to say, like, you know, like, she went a little bit too far because it's, like, she styled him, first of all. She, it was a Caribbean type of situation. So she styled him, said what she needed to say, cussed him, and then told him to take off the clothes and then felt humiliated that she does so much for him. And then he's with her next chick on road, holding hands and everything in the yeah, clothes but- that she got him and driving the car that she got for him. So he had to take off everything. And then he was carrying on he was upset but humiliated and then she took the belt i think it was a louis belt and then beat him with it yeah but i'm like you know maybe i'm a little soft right now but in relationships right now 
you'll be a fool to think that there's a line in the sand somewhere. There is no line in the sand in a relationship where people decide this line can't be crossed. Mm -hmm. Emotions dictate where that line is. And sometimes emotions will eliminate that line. Yeah. So you'll do anything. So I'm a, I'm a, like, yo, I, I used to talk to a girl. <laughs> and one Story day, time. <laughs> and one day, she's like, yo, every single thing that I've bought for you, I'm not going to tell you what led up to that. You know what I'm saying? You know, because I still want people to love me, right? She's like, <laughs> everything that I bought for you, you put that in a bag I'll return that or I'm going to slash up your car. The slashing is real. <laughs> I ignored her and I went to one of my friend's stores and then my friend called me and said, there's a girl outside with a big knife cutting the fuck out of your car. I watched her cut my car. Uh, you know, there's something that a Russian stuff. I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. Finish up. You know what I'm saying? She wrote all kind of shit on my car. You know what I'm saying? I stood far back and I watched her roll. You know what I'm saying? Bitch, nigga, cheater, motherfucker. All over my car. You're like, I'm like one of those cars that you see on Instagram. So, you know, with cheater and shit on the side, you're like, yeah, who drives this car? Yeah, I'm that nigga that drove that car. <laughs> <laughs> Did she key it? With like a key? She oh, wrote knife, with a big fucking knife. She wrote all that shit on my car. And you know what I did? I went home and I packed all that motherfucking shit <laughs> and I dropped it back to her. Something because I just built different, right? I re I painted my car. I moved on with my life. Mm. Straight goods. Everybody's probably going to have a different take on that situation. A, a whole bunch of men won't take that. Ricky, you take that? Mans are going to grab that <laughs> knife and be like, you know, I know how to I'm, use I'm it. I'm just not trying to go to jail for a shorty. <laughs> However, in my younger age, probably I might have flipped out. You know what I'm saying? Like if I was in my 20s, I might have And she fucking with your car like that. Yeah, I agree. My car. Did you love then, that car? We're twenty. You can't fuck. We watch that. Yeah, car well, every in two my twenties, my car would have been more, way more important to me. Thank you. Now I would have, I would have been like, like me. You know, cut it up. I got insurance. You know, chalk it up to the game. Yeah, yeah, you that's what I'm saying. But yeah, that's crazy. That's a lot. <laughs> I've been to a lot. But I like what he said though that they're in a relationship. There is no line in the sand. Nope. Everybody has a different barrier and filter and fuse. And once that fuse button is hit, like we all sometimes in our emotions, again, emotions fuel us and it will make us do some fucked up shit. Craziest thing you ever did um, to get back at a guy, Alize? Oh. You first. Uh, hmm. Where did this come from? This is not in the, the script. Hey, flipping the script. <laughs> I don't see it here. Um, to get back, oh, um, like motherfucker cheated she's gonna on say you. The second, you know, that she's gonna say the second craziest to kind of dumb it down a little bit. Go ahead, <laughs> hey. we'll accept the second craziest as the first. Go ahead. I try not to think about it, but as an <laughs> you, artist, you see, no, no, as an artist, though, like I've made some revengeful music. I mean, I've done some role play in regards to situations to explain certain things. So, I do have a track called um, Headshots and Revenge, and that was like a really angry song. A lot of my music actually was fueled because mm. that situation. 
Yeah, but that's such a political answer. I know. You are on here saying that you have never called a man and say, hey. you bitch nigger, you, I will, I hate your fucking mother. I hate every, you have never done nothing like that. You're trying to say. I've been the, angry. The, the, the angriest way. And then you started writing words. I do not. I hey. will put it on the record that I do not believe that. I've had. Okay. So yes, I've cap. had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've had some real foul niggas that I've dealt with in the past and a lot of it is fear too because I've seen the levels of how anger can get. So I've had some situations where, you know, shit has gotten physical. So I do my best to try not to say things as direct and stuff because I know what could happen and what has happened. So all in his backseat panties laying on the floor. I like headshots too. I'm not talking about lean. Only cups I feel is double D's on the scene. I've been waiting on you. Oh, you had to, eh? Yeah, so I try to use that energy in different ways, but like I haven't done the key cutting. I have, I'm sorry, the car keying yeah. and stuff like that. Like I haven't done that. I haven't like lit anything on fire, so to speak. Like if a dude had belongings, but that's how you show you love him, girl. Where you at? No, honestly. What do you mean? <laughs> if you don't cut those tires or key that <laughs> car or give him some fucking crank calls, you don't love that nigga. Oh, no, you're throwing me down some like throwbacks here. Like I have to really <laughs> you, dig. You deep. burying them, and you burying them over there. You, know? you bury, you digging. I'm trying burying. to think at the most extreme though, because like. No, okay, let's just get the middle one then, because you haven't said any yet. You never broke a window. I know. Wow. I've honestly like I've tried not to be like. What have you done? That's what I'm thinking. Don't we will get we call him here. Okay, we're gonna call him right now, Ricky. We have that number. I called him. <laughs> uh, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why you think of one? <laughs> You're not off the hook. Rodeo. Girl, foulest thing. A girl does something foul to you. How did, worst thing they ever did to get her back? Well, it was because I know I don't do a lot. And because I know when I do things, it resonates in the city. So that's why I don't have as much to bury as Alizé. <laughs> 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 That's why I don't I have got as, something. I, got something. I don't have as much, but there is one thing I did, and I do regret doing it. You know what I'm saying? And um, one day, I I couldn't find. I have. I used to have this girl, and she disappeared a lot. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> and one day, it must have got to that level right now that like this fucking girl's. Is always going ghost, right? Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? So I hopped in my ride. And I drove to her house and her fucking car was gone. I'm calling this girl and she's not answering the phone. And I'm like, damn, I pay for that car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and this wow. girl's not, you know what I'm saying? I got some really deep, hurtful stories. I'm like, I pay for that car. So, you, you know, she lived really far from me. So I had enough time to drive home and you know i have cigarettes right but i didn't really smoke so i smoked like an entire pack of cigarettes i'm like fuck i'm a good guy why she treat me like that you know what i'm saying i'm a good guy i'm online i'm public i'm telling you that right now i'm a good guy like i'm not them them cheap niggas i'm one of those guys i'm one of those guys that want to go home and be on the couch and you know what i'm saying and watch tv and i'm fucking out the remote control i don't need to be you know what i'm saying i don't need i don't need to be in the streets running shit you know what i'm saying so so i i came home now and I have my phone in my hand and 
the first thing I did was I called I called her sister. I'm like, yo, where's your cell pussy sister? You dig what I'm saying? Hey, yo, you asked for a story. You're getting a story, right? And she goes, I don't know where she's at. I said, so I hung up. I hung up on her. Man, I just got on my fucking BBM. I run a fucking broadcast. I said, yo, if you see this fucking cell pussy bitch, tell her to bring back my motherfucking money right fucking now. Needless to say, like I said, it resonates. You know, you dig what I'm saying? Blink. She called, you know what I'm saying? appeared immediately but you know i'm just saying <laughs> I, <laughs> the broadcast I, the promoter was in I you was eh? par- powerful but you know what i to, to, to be honest that was a there was a vicious thing still and you know i do regret doing it because i feel Sad. after that the relationship was irreparable well, i would imagine Nah, what are you talking about, B? Actually, no, no. I can see the turn. We can get, away, we with can get away with a lot of shit with love, Holmes. And it's not about getting getting. A, it's not really about getting away with nothing either. It's like you can look at your faults and accept them and move past them. I didn't get away with them, but if I honestly accept that, you know what? I was wrong, but fuck, I love you more than anything. Let's get past this. I'm just trying to tell you that made that not. Um, no, not possible. You think what I'm that saying? Was a deal breaker. No, I'm saying, but you know what? I was with that girl. What's funny when I say it, I was with that girl up to two years after that. Wow. But it was a fragmented relationship. You know what I'm saying? So I know. Go ahead. So you, no. you were saying now? Now you see, I put something on the table. <laughs> you better match that ace card. How girl. do I top that? You better match um, that with something really bad. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh okay, so Huh. Usually when I fall out, like usually like I don't like I kind of distance, right? Like I usually have like an ugly kind of uh, breakup or situation and I haven't had a lot of relationships, so to speak. So this is why I had to think. So early on, I did um, have. OK, she's being so politically in- correct. <laughs> have to be is she a politician in her other life <laughs> <laughs> <Go> ahead, <girl. laughs> um yeah so years ago when i was um dating i i knew i was being cheated on and stuff this was when i was like way younger so i was like a, like i'm a very committed type of person like i don't like to give up or you know i try to fight for the situation a lot of the time but at this time i was feeling like revenge would have been like to go sleep with this person's best friend three times uh two times actually yeah whoa three times and it was like the first but, but, time. But the question is, you know, it's only if revenge if he knows about it. He did Were find you, out. Oh, no, no. You see, now, Ricky, you need to get in this groove <laughs> with me right now. Like, because this was not about Alizé. And I did Respectively. Respectively, yeah. Alizé. This was not about revenge. This was about bad pleasure. If it was revenge, you would have did it, sent him the videotape, or call him and say, yo, uh, I, I'm with your nigga Bobby right now. Bobby, say something. That is true revenge. The nigga talked. But you were going there, and it was so good the first time, you went no, back no, it there wasn't the second even, time. It was more of a habitual thing. It wasn't even like the fact that it was great, because it was like, I chose somebody that I knew would make him hurt. So when he found out, and this is again when I was younger, 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 I remember it's like he wanted to ask me about it, and I remember we were lying down, and I think he held a knife to me. <laughs> if i'm not mistaken but like i had to kind of admit it at that point but like usually when you do something and you're trying to strike somebody and if they don't come out to you straight up and say hey like yo i found out about this or i know that you did this it makes it a little bit more 
iffy because it was it was a roommate. So I knew that they were close. And why are you laughing over there? Why are you laughing? It's a roommate. That's crazy. <laughs> it was. And, I, and that was, like I said, the first time and like only time I kind of did something like that. And it was like, I did it. And I did it to try to feel liberated and shit. And I did it to try to feel some, I, I did it to try to have one up to feel like, okay, yeah. And it wasn't like I like, enjoyed it with the person. It was more of a spiteful thing because the mentality behind it was spiteful. That's true. It young wasn't and the a restless. That's more young and the restless than what we're looking for, Ricky. You know what I mean? <laughs> Isn't that more young and the restless than what we're looking for? No, no, that's some soul proper. That, that was no soul proper. But thing. I did it more than, and that was the thing. It became like, okay, I did it, and then it's like, oh, um, I did it with the friend and another friend. You told like, him that, but the guy. Okay, I only did it with. Uh, okay, no, but, I'm, I'm asking. You told him that at one sitting. Uh, not necessarily. The pain wasn't there then. He found out because, it, okay. Yeah, the pain's not the same. Hold on, let me just think. It's it's really a memory lane. I think he was there one of the nights when I it think happened. This I think it's a sensitive issue. For hold you. on, no, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Okay, so the first time I did it one always with the guy. And I think the second time when it had happened, there was a bridge in there too. And I was supposed to kind of, I, I, I think we were in the bedroom. And I kind of snuck out because I knew both of them were out there since, again, they shared the apartment. So mm. when I snuck out and I wanted to do it again out of spite, he was actually in the room. So for me now, I did it and was trying to be quiet. And it was like a quick, quick thing. And the other guy didn't get a chance to hit it, even though the other guy was bigger and probably more pleasurable and all that good stuff. So it didn't happen that way. And then it was just it, it became an awkward situation. But the thing is. Yeah, that's more mean spirited than what I did. I, but that's the what I did was vicious it. and cold. This one was that's young. That's what we want to know. We want to know vicious and cold. That's we, what we, we want to know. We can move. On. I haven't. Really, yeah, okay, all right, <laughs> it's all right. pushing. All right, I don't really right. do like. Okay, it's all right. Sorry, a lot sorry, of sorry, like that sorry. kind of. Um, sorry, you know. I what, what else you got for us? Okay. That was memory lane. I had to remember <laughs> it in detail and all of that good stuff. Okay, so let's talk about. Marriage and dating Toronto women. Unless you go out of town, I don't know. But like, let's just talk about the reality of the type of women and caliber of women that are in the city. Like, for me, have you been married? I love my industry. I'll I'll start with that disclaimer. You ignored. But, <laughs> are you married? There have you been? Is not a lot of wife. Uh, material I, you know what there's some good girls i love all you girls there's some good but i just don't see or hear a lot of people getting invited to weddings that's in my industry it's like can i ask when is the last time you've been to a wedding oh gosh you, you understand this is a question i ask a lot of people a lot less people are getting married now i, I you know what there's no scientific numbers behind it but we all know there used to be a wedding, even Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. There used to be wedding. You know, now you might hear a wedding here and there, and you see somebody get married, and then after a year, you hear that blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. You know, I just don't. It it's you know it's a sad thing, but I don't see a lot of marriages in my generation or the or the generation after me. I don't. I, I just don't see it. Well, COVID for sure is not really going to be permitting that. More people are well, probably having like. I don't know, maybe more people go to funerals and weddings? I'm actually uh, community-basing my response. If if I was in 
uh, um, Asian community, I would see a lot more yeah, marriages. Yeah, yeah. If I was then. in an Italian community, but our our community, I don't know if it's based on what they've seen or what they feel, you know what I'm saying? Or they want more. Our community, they're not committing like that, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. I would love to go home and chill and have, I have, know that I have a loyal girl and she could run, go with her friends, even go do a little girl trip with her friends. I would love to know that I have a girl like that. Mm-hmm. But to me, there isn't any girl like that. And I'm just based on my experience, right? Maybe there's a good girl out there that does that. But temptation is such an evil drug, right? <laughs> One of the worst. You know what I'm saying? Temptation is such an evil drug. And I've seen it destroy multiple of my relationships and multiple other people's relationships. You know, just the just accepting that temptation and going over the line, you know? So that's why it's hard for me or for anybody. I, I think I can spoke, speak for a lot of men. Men don't trust woman right now unless you've had a woman like a day one and and you and your girl is like yo fuck the world it's just us right and you and her been building you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you and her been building you, you you'll be like yo look at them look at, these fucked up couples. <laughs> look at us you know what i'm saying unless you're one of those couples when you meet right now there is so much doubt coming from both sides that it almost makes it impossible to succeed. Well, would you say that the kind of the scenario you kind of played out was that you're kind of more of a laid back type of guy and you don't mind if the girl seems to have a little bit more action or um, adventure yes. in her. Yeah. But how do you trust a woman like that if you're more reserved based on the levels of experience you've been exposed to in those time, type of promiscuous environments? It's, it's very difficult. And you know what? Because a woman would say that, like, oh, you know, you're a gallus, you're, you're, you're fucking down the place, you're around beer girl. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Every, everybody <laughs> thinks that, that I have a thousand women. You know what? I, and the truth is, if you walk through a party I do, you would think that I have a thousand women. But <laughs> no, I'm just saying because the ladies, they give me love. And the reason why ladies give me love is because I don't give them disrespect, right? Like every girl I see... I don't think it's an opportunity to sleep with a girl. I could, I could see, I used to see different people and I, sometimes I'd be like, oh, look, you changed your hair. That looks much better on you. Like I could, I talk to, I could talk to, to females. So based on building up relationships with females, their friends know me and their friends are like, yo, Rudy's a good guy. Rudy's not like, like them. You know what I'm saying? Because so you're now, social. Yeah. And, and now yeah. when I, like now, if you are, if, if like Zay, for instance, if you went out with me, and you actually had to watch all these girls come up to me, not knowing, sorry, not knowing exactly what I'm saying. You'd be like, this guy, all he fucking knows is girls. Mm. Look at all these girls coming up to him. How can they kiss him on both sides of his face? I can't have no, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I now find myself in the position I am at the age I, age I am because I've had females... To the point where you don't want them or need them. No, no, nothing <laughs> even close to that. No, I've been with as hard as it might for you to believe, maybe four or five girls, my 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 life. You know, I've lived with one 
girl for six years, a girl for 11 years. That's the kind of man I am. And, you know, all all the girls have cheated on me. You dig what I'm saying? You got cheated on like that? Man, you know how you lay back, you want to watch some basketball, they think they can do what the fuck ever. You have a little money, uh. they spend your money, your friends. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, you know, I know you don't want to get into my history, but I'll tell you, one time I went to jail, I had a whole bunch of money in my safe. One, one of my girls broke into my safe while I was in jail, stole all my money. Uh. Uh, and when I came out of jail, I had to leave the girl, but I had no money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm a different person right now. I don't want people to think that I am anything remotely like that. And I'm a changed guy. But I do have a storied past. And I'm not ashamed of it. Because maybe if I didn't go through the things I went through, I wouldn't be the man I am right now. See, that's some perspective. I rate that. That's that's deep. Okay. But that's interesting. Okay, so... hmm. Let's talk about BDSM. Do you feel that in these long-term relationships that you've just mentioned that you've had as you are a one-woman type of man, do you spice up that relationship? Because the laid-back approach can be cool, but if you have the woman that's more adventurous and whatnot, are you doing these sexual things in the bedroom that are kinky, that are handcuffs maybe, blindfolds? How much I love this question. Explain what, um, (laughs) sorry. Explain what BDSM is. Thank you. Um, it's like uh, bondage. Uh, it's like an abbreviation for sexual actions and behaviors and role playing and all that stuff. So the BDM is BDSM is bondage, um, domination, uh, S and M. It, it's almost along the lines of that. I forgot what the S and M means. Okay, so we're gonna get into my bedroom. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the problem, you know, the I've had the problem that I've had is not a lack of excitement the phone going off my bad sorry the problem i had is not a lack of excitement it's almost a wanting too much you know they're afraid to go into bed because i'm gonna want sex again and blah 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 and you know it 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 never usually is on my side where you know i would say that has never happened and I've been labeled uh, a few times by people that are not doctors as a nymphomaniac. Mm. But, you know, sometimes you, you got to get in tune with your sex- sexuality. And if that's what your mind and your body wants, that's what your mind and your body wants. You know, it's like some people like feet. Like, are, are, are they any less human? Are they any less decent? Are they any le- If that's what your mind and your body wants, you're going to have to find somebody that has the same mind yeah. and wants the same thing from their body as you. And it's been difficult to say the least for me. Hmm. Okay. So where you stand right now in regards to intimacy, if those things may have been a possible um, issue or possible um, whatever it was at that time, how does that translate to your level of energy right now being an eligible bachelor and willing to explore and I guess try different things. You are asking the most amazing questions. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, those, those no, that that is an amazing question. But <sighs> have you been into bondage and like all these elements of sexuality like cuz I mean shock play. <laughs> I have never been tied up. I have never did shock play and um I should get an award for this. 
as a promoter, I have never had a threesome. Like every every okay. single. You should have seen our faces. Our eyes are like, Ooh, okay. You, you, you know, you know what it is, and I'm going to tell you the the issue. The issue. It's not that I don't want. You know what? Like, which nigga don't want that? It's not that I don't want it, but the issue is with females. Like, yo, fuck. Everybody knows you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and not every girl wants to let people know that they do threesome. So to me, I'm the ultimate no no. Right. It would have to. It would have to happen in out of town. <laughs> you know. I, you know. I. You know. I don't know because if I could create the environment for it to happen, I would. Is so I've. I've asked. I've been offered. Me. Oh, I, your next birthday. Your next birthday. Oh, and then when my birthday comes, they be like, "Yo, I can't make her know you." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <So> that. <shit. laughs> You know what I'm saying? So it's not, you know, people think, and all these guys, maybe they're all storytellers and story up and capping, as the young people say. But <laughs> it, it looks, it looks like, and I don't want to age, you know, but I'm not, I don't go around saying the word cap. But it looks like 90% of men say they have threesomes. I'm in a room and I'm the only one, and they're like, fuck you, Rodeo, big top promoter like you. I'm blah, 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 blah. Big top promoter <laughs> like you. I, I'm like, yo, V. That don't happen. That it's never happened, B. Well, maybe he didn't need it in that sense because it's not like everybody desires that on a regular basis. Because as a realist, oh, even once, come on. Come on <laughs> but as a realist, if you're having traditional relationships, then maybe you have to turn down. Maybe you have to adjust or conform to the woman that you're with because that might also no, turn. I completely disagree. Oh yeah, okay. I completely <laughs> disagree that you have to turn down your sexuality for your partner. If you have to do that, you're not with your partner. You're with somebody that's helping you pay the rent. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be with somebody that helps to pay the rent, you know? You know, they every, they have to bring like an equal level of sexuality to the table. Or, you know, you get bored. And you know, as men, sometimes you get bored and they're like, oh, you're getting impotent. No, fuck, ain't no shit going on. I just don't get excited. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you're in the bed, you're like, sorry, I had a long day. You've been through that, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're just bored of the pussy. <laughs> you, you, dig, you dig what I'm trying to say? Yeah, you're just you know bored of the pussy. You're just bored. And, 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 and a lot of a lot of ladies won't take that truth, you know. They they blame it on you, you know. Oh, oh, you're you're out there drinking too much, you're smoking too much. Oh, who the fuck you been fucking while you can't stand up for me? But sometimes it's none of those three things. Right? Sometimes it is. <laughs> no, sometimes it is. But for me, it definitely was not, you know. Because for me, my my, you know, there's nymphos that. They want sex. I like how and you're they, owning the language. You hear this? He said nympho like twice already. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's good content. There's, there's, <laughs> there's nymphos that 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 like Rodeo sex. Rodeo nympho. <laughs> and they will go and have sex with any person that they can have sex with. Yeah. But I'm not that kind of nympho. I l- try to find the right person that I could release my nympho tendencies on your nymphomania you, if, if you understand what i'm full saying of you know what i'm saying so i don't get <laughs> he's waiting to release i can't you, you dig what i'm trying to say <laughs> i don't so i don't i don't get excited at, at somebody i don't think i could have um continual sex with because sex is not a one-time thing it's always an ev- evolution always different things happening even if you think it's the same. So I can't look at someone and say, oh, you know what I'm saying? I don't really 
that's just not my mindset. So that's what you're saying. I'm single now and I'm handling as a highly sexually charged person. That's how it is. I just like He's I, I and, and I can't and like I can't just have sex with a girl one day and just don't have sex anymore. You're choosing right from the start, and then that's where and you're then, saying, and that's where we're going with that. And like, yo, just answer your phone; it's on. <laughs> you think what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Saying you have them running from it. <laughs> no, I, no, I, no I, you know what I'm saying. I'm just being real, right? Well, enough men won't. I think that is real because as a promoter, you're always on road and yes. you're doing a lot. So when you want the the punani and it's home. You want it to be home when you're most likely there. Yeah, hell to- right. Hell right. And I like to be in my bed. Like, I don't run the nights, right? I leave <laughs> the streets to the young niggas. You know what I'm saying? I go, the sun barely goes down and I'm home, right? I have like Disney Channel, Showtime, t- like all these different packages, my Android, my Netflix. He's setting the like, mood. Like, I like this. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> No, that's for me. I go home, and when I'm home, I want to be relaxed. You, Netflix you and chill. No, nah, I'm a movie. I'm a movie junkie, so I really love movies. So I want access to as any movie new as it comes out. I want to see that shit. Mm. So you need some a movie buddy. Oh man, I a love, partner. You no, know, I love a girl that loves watching porn too. I love watching the porn, and I'm not one of them niggas that watch porn and then get a stiffy and shit. I love a girl that can watch porn and we can make jokes about it. Like, yo, she should have fucking shaved that. She, she knew she was going to be on fucking TV and she came looking like that. And especially when it's not one of them hairy pussy movies. You understand what I'm saying? She just came all messed up like that. And even with the Afro nigger dudes. You think what I'm saying, man? Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh. So I love a girl that can, you know what I'm saying? I can sit down and she watch porn. Because some girls like, ew, I don't want to, eh. You know what? Them girls like, I know that time's running because I know, like, I'm telling you right now, I've been in a relationship and seen that happen. I'm like, yo, this, hey, this ain't gonna lie. Yeah, we live right now and we laugh and we play, but I fucking know. One day, there's a right down the walk. Like, That's not me, B. I don't, I don't come into a relationship to curl up into a ball. You dig? <laughs> yeah. We evolve together. You dig what I'm saying? And if you're not open to certain shit and you think that something that, you know, like that, yeah, I just, you know, that's not for me. There's niggas a lot, no matter how good you look, you dig what I'm saying? If your mind is like that, your mind is not for me. Mm. That's deep, man. <laughs> he went in. <laughs> like, shit. I got you lit up now. Yeah, we're we're gonna jump into the audience questions right now. Yes, let's do it. Yes. Um, so some of the questions are kind of directed at me, but we'll try to make it as generic as possible. So yeah, I actually have a question that we can mutually answer. Um, this is again from our favorite um contributor of questions, the voice. That's what we're gonna call him, because we are respecting privacy and we're gonna leave him anonymous. Um, but he has a really good question about um, relationship type situations. So I'll start off with that one. Is it a voicemail? Uh, no, it's a voice note. Oh. Um, yeah. So I'll just play it into the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just give me one. And also, if you all want to send your questions in, send them in to us on our email address, Zaylinks. So that's Z-A-E-L-I-N-K-S at gmail.com. Also, you can hit us up on our Instagram, Zaylink. Again, that's Z-A-E-L-I-N-K on our Instagram page. And also hit up Alize on Alize Vlogs scene. Yes. You can hit me in my DMs. <laughs> Don't be afraid to ask Rick, Rick, Ricky any questions. You know what I'm saying? 
Yes, he's uh, very open-minded. Don't be going in my DM either. I'm like catfishing me and shit. <laughs> I got catfished <laughs> twice already. I that shit ain't happening to me a third time. <laughs> okay, so Shout we have um, fans, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the voice now that we're gonna be listening to. Put it right in the top of the mic. All right, good question would be, um, so when you when you have a person, when you're trying to recruit your girlfriend to do a threesome, for instance, and she um, doesn't really like it, but then she ends up liking it, could that, could that be a grounds of where you get insecurity and could cause you to leave your girlfriend or your wife because you try to stress it up? She liked it more than you liked it. You got insecure in... Could that be grounds to have a dismissal of a relationship? Quick question for that. Thoughts? One hundred percent. You dig what I'm saying? One hundred percent. One. You have to, but you know what? A problem in a situation like that is communication. You know what I'm saying? You have to say to your girl, "Yo." You fucking better not think you're going to fall in love with that. If there's one second you think you're going to fall in love with that nigga, we're not doing this shit right now, girl. And she has to communicate. <laughs> you know, you have to be like a, a very communicative relationship. It can't just be sexual. You think? It can't just be like that. And it'll it'll kind of seep into that level of insecurity because of a lack of communication. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're, 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 if you communicate with your girl and she starts to fall in love, she'll be like, yo, listen to me. I love that day. We we need to do this fucking more. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and you know I'm the, I'm that man. I'm be like, oh, okay, fuck, we're gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? But that's where and at, at that time you're not secure because your girl is being level with you. You're being level like yo. We need to keep this guy around, even if we want to move him into the fucking house. We need to keep him <laughs> around. You think what I'm saying? But I ain't leaving you. Like I fucking love you. But I love doing. The, you know what I'm saying? It's a predicament for sure. Right? That mm, sounded like there's a question mark on them. But. Well, no, no, you go first. Well, because there's, there's different kinds, right? Like, there's the one, like, you know, y'all have a, a, the threesomes that I've had, right? Like, with gal them. You've had more than one threesome? I've had, I've had a couple. Episode go ahead. one. Go ahead. Sorry for interrupting you. Go ahead. Right? Like, he was a rapper. <laughs> that's a bad time. Check me on Spotify. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, none of them were with my girlfriend and an ex gal, right? But if it was, like, then maybe my girlfriend's like starting to get into other shit and like then I'd have to be like, well, maybe you don't want me no, no more because you're a lesbian. Yeah, but threesomes are different. Like a threesome, two men and one girl or two girls and one guy? That's the question. You know, yeah. Is that what he's talking about? I think he was kind of um, being generic about it, but mm-hmm. I think he was, it was more assumptive that it could be uh, with guy. another guy. Exactly. Mm. And some I'm people not are- doing that threesome. Yeah, that, that I am either. not sword fucking fighting, B. Yeah. It no. doesn't have to be. I'm, I'm not, it could, could be. be. Okay, there's oral. There's so many holes, yeah. right? There's the mouth. I'm not. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't help him with that. If he's talking about a that. scenario where it's like with two kiao, then, you know. But it can't be based on his question because insecurity is setting in right now. Well, I don't know. You say she it, could it be can. Her. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, if there's already, yeah. think about it. Most yeah. natural relationships on a monogamous level, there is jealousy, there's doubt, there's questions on friends. Already at the beginning. With the quotations, the bunny ears now, you have that girlfriend that you've known that's always been a friend, the one that's overly attractive that you always talk to and you have very comfortable conversations. There's always that level of doubt with even just friends. 
But then when you want to expand it now to have a sexual adventure, it's like, who initiates it? That's what I look at. Who's initiating it? Are they already bored or starting to get bored? Do they feel like they need more? Do they feel that it's safer when they start to acknowledge it on the table to see what the other person's feel is? So a lot of it could be a psychological experiment to see if you feel that we don't have enough sex as it is and you want to introduce a third party to something that's already not happening enough, then are you hinting to me that you don't enjoy our sex as much? And that's, that having- that's, you see, Rick, let me explain. That's the problem right there. Because you see at the initial phase, when you're talking to a potential significant other, you need to let her or he know at that time, you know what? A dog would, loves a threesome. I'm not going to go do it without you. But she needs to know that this man that she's about to enter a relationship would love that shit. And does she want a man that would think that way? You know what I'm saying? So if if she looks past that and decides to go with this man, even though she knows this is the thing he wants and she doesn't like it, she loves him for different reasons. She loves him for money. She loves him for his connections. She loves him for, you dig what I'm saying? His followers, who the fuck knows? But she loves him for different reasons other than love to me. But again, there's people who would think that in a relationship, intimacy is supposed to be like, a shared experience and it's between you and that person especially if you're on the level of past friend zone and then past initial dating and let's just say it's a living relationship to even introduce having another intimate partner in the mix some people would even challenge that and say like what foundation have we really built if we're still at that stage where you want to explore other sides because if that sex is supposed to connect us why would we need another are we all involved in that my response is that you need to know the mind of the person that you are potentially going to sleep with four, five, six, seven times a week. Mm-hmm. You need to know where that mind is. You can't just see a pretty body uh, or, or a guy with a, a six foot that you like and he has big feet so you think he has a big dick. You know, <laughs> you can't just, it, it can't just be that. You have to know, like, you know, a girl has to know the kind of mind. Look at the kind of mind I have. My mind needs a full ways app to get around it, but I can still guide you through it and make you understand how I think without you knowing every single thing about me. So I would, I, you know, I'm like, I would, you know, if whoever, whichever, whomever, whichever girl I talk to, I would tell them, yo, listen, ain't never had a threesome, but fuck. <laughs> you scare them off and the I would like no, hey hey you know what that's not the kind of girl for me if she can't open her mind and just say yo well I don't want a fucking threesome I'm gonna make you feel like you're having a threesome every fucking night that puts me past that then mm. the threesome was just a conversation <laughs> you know what I'm saying your mind so you people, gotta eh? know who you, you, you gotta know who you're plugging into right and you can't just plug into a face or you know you can't just do that and that's and that's been a, a a few times I've done that, right? Mm. I've a few times I've I've like I like the way she looked better than her mind. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm so glad this is not live right now. I can see the words scrolling down the screen, but I. Li- <laughs> 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 I lo- I like you know what I'm saying, and that's been a problem for me. Uh, so that's why I'm evolved enough to tell you that. If I was to be able to rewind that, I would have did it this way because that way would have eliminated a lot of issues and a lot of problems and mm-hmm. made me know that, yo, 
you know, this girl's just not open-minded enough. I don't want to live with this girl. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? That no. way. So that's it comes right back to communication. Go ahead. No, for sure. And you actually answered, we actually answered one of the other questions because one of the other um, audience members asked, like, um, are women into threesomes, you know, preference male, male, female, or female, female, male? And we already just kind of discussed that. And it comes down to the individual. Once that communication happens, then you'll figure out that preference because you might like you and two girls, but the woman might want another oh dude. Oh, my God. Most women want two dicks. Don't be lying, girl. What, who, that, you. What, you. If you, if you were in another world, let's say you are not Alizé, in another world, <laughs> if you had a choice between another woman and another man, what would you choose? I would do both, but I also no, like the idea... Okay. Why are you riding the fence today? No, no, girl? because I could... Because I'm open-minded, but I have had the fa the fantasy of two guys, and honestly, I even have a track about it. Fuck two niggas at the same time. So like, but that's I have music. Point, so right? that's where that inspiration most, came from. Most females, yeah. that is their fantasy be being able Don't to play feel it, that Ricky. dick twice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to fuck two niggas at the same time. That's the track, and but the, it's maybe you should play it. It's a dope song because it's like I did have that fantasy with. You know, two guys. But that's that, my point, right? Yeah. That's my point. You know, most females, you know, they, you know what I'm saying? There's girls that want, you know, will fuck around with other girls. But if they had their option and seen a hot nigga and a hot girl, trust with a dick longing down to his knees and shit, <laughs> she picking that, you know what I'm saying, B? You know, is she um, picking that nigga with the long dick to his knees? But I'm telling you that. Yeah. Are you finding the track? <laughs> <laughs> it's called, the, oh, yeah. Oh, it's on Alize Music. It's there. <laughs> But no, that's what that was I'm about. I'm definitely going to listen to it on the way home. <laughs> no, it's dope. Shout out to, to it. Shout out to Smoke Shop for producing that uh, track. I, I took an Uber here. I'm going to make my Uber driver listen to that too. <laughs> and he would be like, is that your girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's not so much. <laughs> wow. Okay, so let me, um, the other audience question. Um it's kind of geared at me. What's your favorite dick um, shaft? Basically, do you like it skinny, thick, short, or long? And I say like to each their own. It's it's hard to tell, but I definitely don't like short. I mean, that would be interesting. Um, no want no short dick man. Exactly. But you know, guys with small dicks can get love too. There's micro penises out there. I've seen I've seen everything. So, I mean, to each their own. You could. You won't give it a hand job with like all five fingers. You'll use two fingers, right? I, it's, <laughs> and just go uh, up and down. So there, there's options, but I like something comfortable. That of the all men... the categories on porn, I never watch micro dick. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I've seen a lot. I've touched a lot. I've experienced. Um, and the size of the dick will also determine what you choose to do with it. Because a hand job might be ideal for a micro. Actually, two fingers might be ideal for a micro. Hand job might be good for somebody who's kind of small. I've had, you know what? This is a really good question because I've had the, I've been presented with certain dicks that I wouldn't have sex with, but I would probably maybe do oral or a hand job with just because of the guy's what size. What would and, make you determine that? Um, again, we're talking about a long time ago, but um, when, when preferences kind of maybe. Don't throw you three excuse. Go ahead. <laughs> No, like I could like a guy, for instance, and then it's like if we're getting close to doing something, I might pre-screen and just want to figure out what he's working with first because I might have the fantasy and a lot of women do this where we imagine this guy with this size of whatever we're fantasizing about and this body and this whole picture that we're going to get in regards to the sexual experience. And this is, again, 
long time ago. And then <laughs> if I found a slight level of disappointment where let's just say it was small and sh- like some guys can be thick and not as long. Right. And there's still a lot of density that's being hit with that. But at the time, I do remember somebody in particular. And I remember it wasn't about dissing him. It was just a matter of I think I'd rather just I didn't say it so much. It was more I just kind of left it at the the hand job or the blow job. I think that's all I did. I didn't imagine or I couldn't see myself actually having sex with that. So you're a long dick girl then? No, I'm talking about from before. No, but I'm just asking. Are you a long dick girl now? Um, oh. not, not really. I Okay. Again, I'm at a different place, like how you were saying. Sometimes you grow and you start to accept things. Because if I fall in love with somebody or if I get that close intimately with somebody and they have a comfortable size, I can't make too much judgment at that point because they know what to do with it. And sometimes it's not only about the size because whatever the person has... If they're performing oral on me and they can, you know, make it good. If there's a combination, that's what it's about. Being a, a combination person where you know how to please. Because like it's an not- R. Kelly best of both worlds thing. <laughs> Sorry for putting R. Kelly in there. We might be going on down the wrong lane. But, you know, best of both worlds. Let's say that. Best yeah, of well, both worlds. But this is, this is what a mature relationship is about. Is also being able to please and not just only limiting the pleasure to a body part. Because if you love somebody, you're not loving their body part. You're loving the entity that they are and you're loving what they can do to please you. Because if you're already at that love stage as you've been in love with women before, oh, you accept them. <laughs> because you might love a girl, be honest, with no breasts and she has a bum. But you might be a breast man and you want to feel something when you're doing something with her. But because she has stubs or whatever a woman has that small chested, yeah. it might turn you off because then you can't titty fuck her. And you, can't. I've never, you know what? I've never, you know, breasts are there. And, you know, yeah. Well, then again, there are some guys that breasts matter more. And I, a lot of them. And I try to, you know, I try to do What you was that? Do a lot of stuff the mic with, didn't catch do, that. No, yeah, try. But you could do a lot of stuff with breasts. <laughs> it's but it's, it's not the major arousal feature for me. So then what you is? Know, it's like, no, I, you know, to, to me... It's 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 like the shape of a woman, like a real woman. Like, you, you know, you can watch her walk across and be like, yeah, two more steps and I'm pouncing. The shape, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not up there looking at her tits. I'm like, oh, girl, your tits. And I get aroused. I'm, you know what I'm saying? It's just watching a beautiful woman walk by me, you know. Again, me, a it's package. An like- it's, a, it's an arousal feature, right? Mm. It's arousal because you're walking. When you're walking, it's, it's not just... You know, it's you're looking at everything. You know, nice shape there. Like, yo, yo, that you know. Okay, I dig that. And um, one more question before we uh, break: Why do guys see escorts? List some pros and cons. I sex workers, escorts, call girls, similar categories. Are you talking like uh, a rub and tug? Rub and tug, escort to your home, you go to their place, you meet them at a hotel, that type of sex work. Let's say I was to go to... And he put up the bunny ears. Let's say I was <laughs> to go to one of those places. The reason is gratification without no consequences. You go in, you get a sexual gratification, and you drive home, and you go to your bed... And you don't have to call nobody. That person don't have to call you. There's no attachment. 
But because for some reason what you want at home wasn't communicated properly, you have to go on the road and find that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because there's no real reason why, like, what you're doing at the um, salon or wherever you go to get your rub and tug and your happy ending, you know, wherever you go to get that, there's no real reason why you can't get that happy ending in your home other than just one of the two of you is too rigid or not flexible enough to bring up the conversation that that's how you want the relationship to go. Um, They say... When it comes to um, men getting sex work, and I heard this from um, I think Charlie Sheen might have said this: "You don't pay them to come; you pay them to leave." Yes. Mm. <laughs> Speechless. That's but you know that you know th- those two things is pretty much explains why men go to those places because men don't go and like for instance saying you know what uh, I'm gonna go cheat on my wife. That never is in there. To, to them, it's just like going to a baseball game or going to, you know, it's it's really nothing. And they don't ever want it to injure their relationship with their wife and their kids. But the gratification that they can get from Miss Lynn is <laughs> is is much more than... <laughs> Big up Miss Lynn. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if she's still doing her thing. But yeah. The gra- <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, the gratification that she can get from her is is, is not happening at home. Mm. Okay. So, some of the cons. Because, I mean, there's a lot of pros in that sense. I mean, do you think that for you personally, like if you were involved in a situation and you weren't getting what you really wanted at home, is that an avenue that you think that you would have taken in the past? Let's just do it retrospectively, not current. Let's talk about at before. the past. Yes, I don't even have to hesitate. At the past, <laughs> yes. Okay, and you wouldn't feel guilty about it. At the past, I would not have, and maybe did I did not have. Uh, okay, that didn't sound right, but you know, maybe in editing, he can take out a couple of D's. I think it's man language. I think guys can relate and understand exactly what you mean. But we're going to take a break right now and then we'll uh, resume with some other interview questions. All right. And we are back now after getting um, some great uh, scenarios and answering some audience questions about um, the last thing we spoke about was escorts (laughs) and the importance of, you know, them in people's lives and in um, situations because there are male and female escorts and transgendered and whatnot so whatever people are into they tend to go to them for that release that satisfaction but new relationships can actually form from that situation as well because they're not only for that 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 moment that time right some people actually want a little bit more and want to push for a newfound relationship because of how the connection is because it's usually pretty weird though because you know you got an escort and let's say they're john Usually the John is a much older man that could afford to have repetitive meetings. You know, you, you need to have some pockets, right? <laughs> you need to have some pockets. So that's like, you. I know you say it develops, but it's not like love at first sight and she's about to stop escorting tomorrow because she sees a guy <laughs> she likes. That's just not how it looks. He spends and he spends and he He gets spends. what he pays for, basically. And so it's, it's like, it's not the normal looking relationship i know a couple of girls 
they used to be in strip clubs and they met men and blah blah blah. But it, you know, there's some older older dudes with money that can afford to have kept women. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with being mm-hmm. a kept man. That's just a harder job to fall, right? You know, kept man job. That's difficult. I, I got a question before you get to um, the rodeo questions. Can you make a whole housewife? I've tried that so much times. <laughs> <laughs> I have tried that so much times. And the fact that I'm here as a single man is the answer to you. It's not achievable. It's just not achievable. You know? Because a whole is, you know... <sighs> No, everybody deserves the right to be who they are, and just some girls they want to be hoes. Like they're not evil, evil or not like that, but they're not committed to housewifeism, and that's not really a word. Oh, Again, you know what I'm saying? We just make up but, words on this show. We make up words, but I'm saying he can still fix it and edit it. Housewifeism, thuggery. Yeah. <laughs> we got you covered, man. Thuggery, housewifeism. Oh, like two segments over. Hey, hey, you know, I do, do not. I'm very well educated, <laughs> but I do love my bonics. But yeah. Oh god, you made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll add on to it because. When you say a hoe, that sounds like such yes. an old term. We're okay, talking about bad. confident, sexually confident women. Because women can be sex workers. They can be in any industry. They can be porn stars. They can be online women. They can be models. They can be bottle girls. They can be many things in very promiscuous environments that allow them to be portrayed as promiscuous women. However, they still have a heart. They still have... I think <laughs> that you are completely incorrect. I think that his wording of hoe, sorry, his, Ricky's wording of hoe is, is correct because a true definition of a hoe from, from, from where my little squad stands is a girl that lies about having sex and keeps just having sex every frigging where. Like loose. We sleep with a whole squad. You are trying to tell me that's a sexually liberated girl? That's a hoe. But she's still under the same umbrella because that's what empowers oh, her yeah. to well, control where she lays her sex. creating the whole sexual union, but in the, <laughs> in, the, in the whole thing, in the whole thing of, you know, she's she you know, that's that's the true definition of a hoe, right? Like if 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 you have a girlfriend and she's like, "Yo, I talk to guys and they all know I talk to other guys, so they know I'm fucking she she's not a hoe. I saw now, I could stand here and tell you that's not a hoe. But you see, if if you have a girlfriend and uh, every night as a girl, she says to you, yo, girl, I'm going to bed. Fuck, I'm tired. And she gets up and she fucking down the place and blah blah blah. And you're walking on the streets and everybody's like, yo, why is he hanging with that fucking hoe? Is that girl making money when she's doing it or she just does it for the pleasure of just fucking? And lies about fucking all the time. That's a fucking hoe. Mm. I, I, you know what? I, I totally agree with the sexually free women, right? But the lying part is the is the defining factor where I've got to lean on with with rodeo. The lying part because if she says, "I got, I'm fucking you, you and you, and this is what I do," you deal with it or you don't. That's sexually liberated, correct? Right? You can have as many dicks as you want, correct? correct. 
But then when it becomes, <laughs> she's on the low now, hiding yeah, and you, fucking his oh, bread. It's only you, but, uh, baby, I love you. But then you fucking on everybody else, and then you making me look like an asshole. You all. In the words of Snoop, mm. hizo, <laughs> hizo. Okay, <laughs> it's the lying part. Okay, but can you make that a housewife? Never. Because you know the fucking the whole crew and everything. Like she fucked a whole bunch of people in the neighborhood. But like, yo. You like her. Let me explain something to you. There's a meme about that I saw recently oh, oh, about the guy that doubles back and wants to wife. I am <laughs> on like a disagreement parade right now. I completely disagree with what Ricky just said. What you, the the those women that decide they now want to be a housewife, they're tired of hoeing <laughs> more than <laughs> they want to be a housewife. You you understand what I'm saying? They just like, want to be caught. They're, they're mm-hmm. like, yo, fuck, I've been on the road fucking all the time. Like, I just want to be at home with this fucking nigga. No, she's still, and she still plans to be a hoe right now, right? But now <laughs> she wants a house and she wants to live with this nigga. And she wants a different kind of lifestyle. She don't want to be a wife. And and niggas get caught up into that thing that, yo, you know, you know what? Oh, she's looking but to she be saved. But she don't want to be a wife. You know what I'm saying? She don't want to be a wife. I'm just like. Don't save her. Yeah. She don't that's the song. Saved, don't save her. Oh, my goodness. What is that? The anthem. Uh, that's what probably you're on right now, saying about women that want to be saved after they've been, they played it out. Because the mileage does add up, right? I mean, after a while, you want to like look around and say like, yeah, the hoeing. But then again, it, it could be based on age. Some women maybe outgrow the need to want to hoe around. And- Younger hoes are coming in. And right now, you know, young hoes right now. You know what I'm saying? Young hoes right now are pepper right now. It's not like before when you could have older hoes or young hoes coexist. Like right now, it's younger running them out of business, right? So now it's time for them to find a husband and like, yo, leave it to the streets and leave it to the young hoes, right? I'm just saying. Have dirt. I'm not talking from experience. I'm talking from observation. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> I, I like it. Pepper. <laughs> the young ones are pepper. Okay. So uh, let's get into the interview section now. session now where, um, let me ask you. Is cooking your way into a woman's heart? Me, no. I, <laughs> I cook. I cook because it's a way for me to alleviate stress and organize my thinking without no interruption. Because when you're in the kitchen, it's just you and the knives, the vegetables, and whatever, and your mind obviously has to be doing something when you're doing that. And what my mind is doing is decompressing, is thinking, is planning. And at the same time, making sure you make a completely delicious meal. So Satisfying. it's like it's like it's like an exercise of the mind for me. I, I when I cook a lot, that means I'm going through a hell load of stress. <laughs> like if you see me put like two veggies with two meats and two carbs and some bread and all that. You know I'm going through some shit right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The food might be looking good, but I want you to know that if you when you see me throw down those big course meals, it's like there's been some serious <laughs> shit. And I'm making time in the kitchen because you know serious shit's going on. I need to organize my thoughts, right? Mm. When you see me do like a, a two-sided meal, something that things are good, but let's go. Life is good. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's a weird, weird how that happens to me, but for me. That's what I do. And and the funny thing about that question is I've like I, I cook all the time and I post on my Instagram page 
And girls will all be like, yo, you're going to come cook for me? Oh, when are you going to cook for me? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, a couple of times, girls actually DM me and be like, yeah, girl, I'm coming over to cook. You know, like, I don't like to break hard still. But like, yeah, girl, I'm coming over to cook with no, no intention because I only cook in my kitchen. You know mm. what I'm saying? I can only get the food to taste like that in my kitchen. They don't have the herbs and spices and shit that I have. And I'm not going to pack up everything and move it to some girl's house to whip up a meal. So even when I'm there, like, I've tried it. Like, even when I'm there, it just don't taste the same. It don't hit the, it don't it don't hit the same. You know mm. what I'm saying? And I've had girls come up to me. I mean, it's like you're such a fucking asshole. You told me you're gonna come home to cook. Don't even fucking talk to me. I'm like, girl, come on. I was you told me I, I, I cook to cook. Of all the things, you know what I'm saying? But you know, girls and food. That's another Try topic. Try to use your for your cook skills. Oh my god. She has that, to bring a container and take away. That <laughs> I don't even deliver food. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. We have to get into that nympho relationship for me to start delivering food. <laughs> Are you not going to let her out the house? <laughs> nah, no, you know, it's hard right now because right now I'm not living with no girl right now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I'm, that's just a decision I would not make. I've made opposite decisions in my time. Like I've been with one girl for six years, lived alone for one year, and then moved in with another girl that next year for seven years. Mm. That's, you know what I'm saying? So right now, that's a <laughs> no, but so so right now, that's what I'm saying. I mean, thinking about living, I'm not doing that because it's like sometimes I feel I felt like I needed, to I needed happen. a female around me. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want to be alone. There's something that can live in a, a big condo down on Lakeshore and have different girls every week and shit. But I didn't want to be alone, right? I wanted company. And I, that's what that's what I kind of thought the year that I was by myself. I was like, fuck. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, hey, yo, I ain't, you know, Jamie Foxx, but I'm still a good looking guy. So I, and I, you know, I got a gift of gab, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't need to reach what some other people have to reach for and show money and shit and shit. You know, I could talk a pants off, but I don't, you know what I'm saying? But being alone, it was a different feeling for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like I did this thing that I I call monkey barring. So now I just you know <laughs> next term hold, hold hold one hold one relationship, <coughs> and I don't let go of this relationship mm-hmm. until this relationship is ready. It's also called lily padding. Uh, you know I you know I call it monkey. I've never heard that term. It's like but it's the frog. It's the it's, frog it's the analogy same. of it. But the lily pad is not. It's not. It can't be because monkey barring one arm has to be in one relationship. This arm before you let go of the other relationship. Mm. Lily pad doesn't really fit that pattern of what I was doing. I was monkey barring. I wouldn't leave this relationship, and I'd have my hands on both monkey bars. But I'm not letting go of this one until this relationship was extremely strong. And I monkey barred for a bit, b straight. Mm. I want to get too deep. That's a that's <laughs> a term. I had to write that down. Monkey barring. Yeah. Okay, so. That leads me into another question then. So when do you determine when it's safe to move in with a woman? Because the monkey barring doesn't necessarily mean living. You you know what? For me, it's like all she had to do was ask. Every time a girl asked me to move, I'm like, yeah. She gave away all my shit. I uh, bought their full shit. Then when I left, they have all new stuff. I have nothing. I bought other stuff. (laughs) It's like I I had this laid back, you know, I have a laid back personality, right? And even though I promote a lot of events and stuff like that, I'm not the guy in the VIP booth that you see at the front. I'm the guy making sure that everybody in the VIP gets their bottles 
and that everybody has a good time and you don't really really see me you know what i'm saying so mm. I, I was okay just kind of chilling monkey barring around okay yeah. <laughs> all right well um can guys really tell when a woman isn't satisfied and i want to elaborate Sometimes a woman is in a relationship or she's in a situation, as we call it, um, a situationship, and she's maybe not getting the right amount of pleasure from the partner that she has. And then you see her around casually or whatever. Is it true that some guys can actually sense when she's like not as sexed as much or she's not happy or she's not being romanced and all of that? I can't because girls are liars. <laughs> I can't. I'm, you know what? I, you know, I don't want you to take it a bad way. But girls are extremely good liars, right? Because you can be with a girl for like three, four months, and this girl is the most angelic, beautiful, rosy thing you've ever seen in your life. But somewhere, like I call it the real her, comes out. <laughs> and you see once the real her comes out, you, you'll never be able to see that other girl that you met at the beginning of a relationship, you know? Hmm. So, Ricky, what do you got to say? Um, If you could tell when she's not satisfied? Yeah, another woman. No way. <laughs> Your answer. It's a body language thing, right? I'm like... If I feel like she doesn't want to have sex as much as I want to have sex. It doesn't even have to be a girl you're fucking. It could be like a girl around the way mm -hmm. that you like or you know that you've kind of had your eye on or whatever. Like, do you feel that you can sense that energy from a woman that she's not being pleased properly by her man? Okay, like that type of way. Yeah, I guess so. Oh. <laughs> I, okay. Okay, and maybe it's because of, of the situations that I've been in and maybe the situation I'm in now. But I can tell when a girl is with her man and, like, you know, I'm powwowing with dude, but the gaze that his shorty is giving me is too long. Mm. <sighs> <Yo>. Rodeo! <laughs> He's a tough one. He's like, I'm not buying it, yo. <laughs> it wasn't me, <laughs> But no, I'm saying, but I could tell. I could, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's happened when I've run into... The, the look, that's to, like, really... To supporters on the street. Where they're like, yo, what up? Yo, we love hip-hop. And their girl don't even know me from a can of paint. Because she probably don't watch the show because we have a really high male-oriented audience. But the gaze that she's giving me because he's so hype is scandalous. Okay. But that, to me... That's different than being able to tell a girl is sexually frustrated because a girl could be sexually curious. Like, well, yo, you see like how you, you need to understand the way that females think and, and men think that females think different from them because they look different from them. But females think just like men, you know. Mm. They will see you in a crowd between three men say, so, you know, I would fuck, I would fuck that nigga. Sorry. You, you, you dig what I'm saying? I need, you know, it's that real, right? So <laughs> she might have been looking at you saying, yo, I would fuck that nigga. And, and, and she's still ready to go home and fuck her nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, that's what I'm saying. How are you going to, you know, I don't think there's a way to know because girls are really good at masking shit, right, B? 
and and being sexually frustrated isn't something that's very difficult to mask. You 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 you, you pretend like you're happy all the time, and, well, I, and you know and what I'm saying. And, and, it's not it's not it's nothing to mask. It's not a hard thing to mask. You pretend and, like you're loving. You know when you're having and, sex. And not to interrupt you. you, you know, I, I've also fucked other guys, girls back in the days. So she, I, she was obviously not satisfied with what was going on with from, from were the were the guys from Rexdale? No. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> This is way back. But oh yeah, my goodness! This ain't about me. But I, it, it was like that was the proof to me. Like right, you're knocking on my door, boom, 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 and you're giving me pussy. But like, no, and I agree with what you said. In, that like, gaze is strong. And sometimes when you're in a relationship, a female will have guy friends around her. And sometimes if she becomes too available with her conversation, or let's just say she posts certain pics at certain moments because she wants to feel like needed or being attended to or the extra attention. A lot of the time it shows in the different forms, whether it be body language or different signs and hints. But again, the gaze, that in-person one is dangerous and lethal because it does happen. And a lot of girls, if they're with a kind of guy at a certain level, and then they see a guy they believe to be on a higher level that they want to fuck with to get to that other um, position. It happens. Because think about it. Girls will throw themselves at you. Let's get, let's get real back, to, back in the day again. People would yeah, sometimes... How, how do you tell the difference in that gaze than a girl that really just wants to fuck you? How do you I don't understand that part that you're saying. Oh, there's, there's a fine there's line. No two, there's, yeah. I don't mm. think there's two different gazes. I think it's the same gaze of trying it's to the same gaze it's the right? same it's just gaze. if she takes if she takes action then it's perspective so she could be unsatisfied but she could also want to genuinely fuck you because you're her type yes so there's yeah. two ways to look at it. remember this is all about perspective i just assume that it's like she's like why is my guy spazzing about this guy you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's like who's he and then it becomes a, an attraction thing. But why is that? I you know I don't want to go in circles, and I don't want to type. But I, <laughs> I I still don't I don't see that being brought back home to a sexual frustration. I, something that's only something that you and your significant others can feel because I, you're you're living with a girl for two years and three years, and the first two and a half years, you're you're bunny rabbits, right? You're bunny rabbits, mm-hmm. and then you start to go in the bed. And your girl just kind of gazing, and you're having sex, and she's doing the whole old iron board thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just straight back, legs down, ain't nothing going on. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> iron board, like <laughs> you know, you're writing this down, girl. Iron board. I'm doing it. You know, you, I, you know, I, you know, I don't need to say nothing. Mm-hmm. And she's doing that. When your girl starts <laughs> to do that, you know something ain't right sexually. But to be able to just tell. From stance or gaze, I think that's impossible. It, it depends on, again, what he was saying, that scenario is perfect. Because think about it, you guys have both in, been in very high demanding industries, promiscuous in the sense where you guys are usually a plug for what somebody might need around you. Mm. There are people right now for Friday that, for instance, has a popular shows. People want to get on the show. They might have a girl <laughs> and think that he's somebody that he, they should try to fuck with because he has links and ends and whatever to make things happen. So... Let's just say a guy comes to say, hey, to either of you in whatever industry you're in, they might want tickets. They might want an interview. They might want things, but they have a girl. That guy might think twice about bringing his girl around certain mans like you because that he's probably already pitched to the girl that, yo, this guy is going to, you know, hook me up. He's going to do things. So usually a woman does sometimes gravitate to a man when he can level her up or do something for her. Oh, my God. Is that the truth? 
when she needs something. Oh, so how God. many girls would have a man at home or wherever they do have the man, maybe in the same club and would throw themselves at you because they wanted tickets or they wanted access or they wanted to think that fucking yeah, you would give them some yeah. status. Yeah. Even though they have somebody bona fide. Yeah, but yeah, I guess. Right? So that is, and the perspective is good too, to look at. It might be that they are sexually um, unsatisfied, but also very much so that they want the hype. They th- they want to be a part of the mix. I think it's impossible. I stand so firmly on it. <laughs> well, we can all agree to disagree. Uh, I mean. Uh, I just always just want my position to be fully noted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, how do you know which woman to like, like and go after? I think you answered that shortly earlier. A little bit while, a, a little bit. Communication. Yeah. You can tell almost right away. The first part, it, that doesn't write a forever story, <laughs> but you can tell chemistry by conversation and there's forced chemistry. You know what I'm saying? But you can tell natural chemistry. You can just tell. Both people can tell. Mm-hmm. The way you bounce off each other, the way you talk, the way you listen to her, the, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, you can tell in the first communication, you know, you can tell in the fir- first phone calls and the comfortness. Of both people talking. Most most of the time, I could relate the feeling to meeting a friend that you haven't seen in a long time. That's how it feels when you and a girl really click. It's like, yo, I've known you forever. If you understand how I'm trying to paint this picture. that's It's a feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I can compare that feeling to of the kind of way I feel. I'm ready to talk to a girl. It's that feeling I get, you know? Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about lending money in relationships? I'd rather just give money. Mm. Lending money is is almost no-no, you know? Because, you know, it gets a little bit more personal, right? It gets a little bit more personal. I haven't seen it work out a lot, you know? For example, via me paying for the girl's car that you bought. You know, I haven't <laughs> seen I haven't seen it work out a lot, but it's I just and especially in families, mm. that is a family that's a family breakup pill. You start lending <laughs> money to your brother, your sister, and they can't pay back, and aunties get involved, and you know, lending money is a no no. It's better you say if somebody wants a thousand dollars from you, and you can lend them a thousand dollars. If you're their good friend, say, listen, I can't lend you $1,000, but I can give you $500. Mm-hmm. You give them the $500, and you hope that they're good of a friend enough that when they're back on their feet, you get that $500 back. If you don't, you accept that as an investment into your friendship. Mm. Okay. That's a way to look at it. And um, lastly, when... okay. Usually when people, again, we talked about this lightly about when you meet somebody and then you start getting into the friend zone category and then you start evolving. When do you think it's safe to really start to establish titles? And do you think that they're important on defining a relationship? Like what kind of title? What do you mean? Like boyfriend, girlfriend, or, you know, bae, or just somebody you fucking, or just somebody you kicking it with. Like, when do you kind of take it to the next level based on where you're at right now? I think the relationship dictates that. I don't think I could be dating you and then one day I'm like, yo, 
time to start calling you. It's like our relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's how I say I, I, our relationship would dictate that, right? And the way it's progressing or not progressing. It's like, you know, holding hands a lot more, hugging a lot more, mm-hmm. kissing a lot more. Like, I, there's no calendar. But at that <laughs> time, you know you have a boyfriend or girlfriend at that time, right? So it's kind of assumed based on the behaviors? Yes. So a title really isn't needed once the actions kind of speak. Not until you get in married. The only title that's needed is a husband and wife. Mm. Other than that, everything is is just creation of partitions that don't need to be there. Because <laughs> some people have also, I've asked it on Instagram as well about relationship titles and stuff. And some people believe it provides a sense of security. Like it, because again, when you're monkey barring, I guess, ah. <laughs> I'm going to use it Touché. now. <laughs> it makes it challenging to know where you stand with that person if that person constantly always has one foot in and one foot out of a situation. Or in your case, arms car- holding yeah. on to one person and holding on to the new person. Yeah. I know it's the past, but still. It is, and uh, hard. <laughs> Are you on a pass? Yeah, I'm passing that one. Um. That's the only one I passed too. You know, I, I I know you thought I was be gonna be pressing the pass button like a start button. <laughs> That's the only pass I did. Okay. Um. Yeah, you you've been pretty uh, good about your answers, man. You started off real powerful, and you answered quite a bit of things in there. So I think we got it. Oh, there's always one. Mm. How do you? What do you have to say about guys that don't have romance right now and they're trying to hold down a relationship and they don't use foreplay or anything like that? Yeah, but you know that it depends on the female because right now some will settle for that, but some will not. You know what I'm saying? It's just that's how it is. Like, Is it important for a man to have the element of romance, especially if I they've always... I think to females, it's very important to females. So then it has to be important to men. Ooh. Friday? If it's my woman, then she gets romance. If it, you, you know. don't give your side chick romance? <laughs> Is that what you side said chick. to me right Rose now? Rose checking bros. I like it. He I don't checking know anything you. that you speak of, sir. <laughs> I'm saying if you did have a side chick, mm-hmm. which I know as a gentleman you are, you would never have that. So let's say <laughs> if you did have a side chick, you wouldn't ever buy her roses or rose petal the bed. Or, you know, you wouldn't do that ever to your side chick? It'd just be bang and gone? Is that that's what you're saying? <laughs> well. If you did that, you know what I'm saying? That scenario. Technically, this is the agreement that we're supposed to have, right? You know what I'm saying? She's my side chick. You yeah, know what I mean? You can't get all the benefits it. that wifey gets. Oh, my good. Unnecessary lines. If Unnecessary. that was a scenario that I would entertain, which it would not be. So is that to define a man as if a man's romantic, then he should be romantic towards whatever partners he has? Or is he just selectively 100 your part-time romance? 100%. <laughs> All of them should feel like the wife. Wife, you are the wife. I, I, you know, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the record. Like if you have a, if, you know, because if you don't do that, B, you are Stirring a pot of problems, B. You're going to be side man. You, can, you <laughs> cannot 
let your side chick see your wife online posting that new new Tom Ford or whatever, you know. And, and you don't know, you know. But you know what I'm saying? She has to get something that week. <laughs> so you, you actually, saying, you rate the married man that have a side piece and gets her maybe earrings while getting the wife a, bra- a necklace. Uh, you know what? I am just discussing it. I'm not rating it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just discussing. That's what I feel should happen, right? You You're know? generous like that. No, it's not a generosity thing. If you want everything at home to be copacetic, you better make sure if you're going on the road, everything on the road is copacetic as well. They both can't exist in the same universe. I'm telling you. Mm. And that's what probably they clash because if one woman thinks that one is getting more than her, then she wants to come and see what this one's getting. But oh, if you, goodness. so he's he's actually creating a solution. If you treat side piece as dainty beauty or whatever, and you give her things and you make her feel good enough to not have to try to figure out how the one at home is being treated, then it should be pretty reasonable. I know a man with a wife in Oshawa. And a wife <laughs> in North York. And he goes from house to house. Both wives know they exist. They're always wiring each other to, yo, you go to the bitch house tonight. That's why you come home so late. So both of them is always <laughs> saying the same thing. <laughs> and, and he pays the bills. And that's how he lives his life. And they never wire. They, you know, everybody's comfortable. So if you want to live that life, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if you're about that life, you got to be about that life. Really be not just in, in stunting young boy looking. I have two girlfriends shit. You really have to step up and be about that life, me. Yeah, not about it. <laughs> it's deep. No, but there are uh, real, honestly, cultures that represent in um, serious polygamous relationships. Yeah. And with a wife, that means there's a ring and there's a commitment and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. each woman would have a ring most likely and have a status and have their own home. There are certain African cultures and other cultures that have the wives and the women housed accordingly. Yeah, RIP my pops. He had a few wives. Yeah. It's happening right here. We don't need to go overseas. It's happening right here. Let me tell you. I could tell you some stories. I, you know, true. I don't want to color myself too bad, but let me, you know, let me add one, one more, one more stripe in it. I was, I was talking to this. I was talking to this young lady, and she's like, "Yo, my friend has a man that pays for her phone and pays her rent." And pays for her car and gives her $500 a week to spend. So I'm like, yo, what are you saying to me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I asked her, so what are you saying to me? I like, you know? Uh, she wants the same. She wants the same. And think about it. If the men really actually gave the women the same entitlements together just to satisfy them and then honestly treat them a little bit differently, maybe in person, whatever, for whatever categories... That actually might not be that bad. It's not bad, but then, you know, some, uh, you know what I'm saying? Some woman ain't taking that shit. Someone is burning down the next house, right? Hold on. Didn't somebody have a song about it? Which reggae singer had a song about it? I don't know if it was Maka or one of them, but they had a song and they sang like, if you're going to, like, she didn't mind that she, he like fucked another woman, but it was a matter of as long as he's um, getting money from that woman too, or whatever the case is. 
forgot what it was, but it's a similar concept. Like there has to be some gain in the situation. Like most women won't like the fact that there's other women, but if there's a real substantial gain, then they might be quiet or not as. Yeah, a lot of basketball players and like other athletes go through the like wives go through the same thing. They they know that their man's out there fucking other women on the road and everything, but they're like, yo, as long as everything's good at home. And I got yeah, my but paper that sounds like some sister wife shit, right? <laughs> yeah. That sounds like some sister wife shit. Like she's home and she don't mind if her man runs around the road as long as she as long as she's in that. That's how shit. that sister wife shit work, right? Mm. You know, so uh, okay. Well, I think you uh, gave the people a really different side of you, man. There's some terminology I got from this today. Uh, you know, there's rodeo solo going on. There's thuggery. There's what was the other one? <laughs> there's iron boarding. There was a next. Uh, I knew you would really enjoy the iron board. <laughs> <laughs> I know the corpse, but like the iron boarding. <laughs> That's a new one for me. So, thank you everybody for listening. And again, this is another edition of Zay Link and Rodeo. Do you want to shout out your handles where people can follow you on your multiple pages? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to say first of all, thanks for having me. I had a really good time. You can follow me at, at Rodeo Promo on Instagram. So I don't want I don't want to send you all over the place. You know, the best way <laughs> is just to go to at Rodeo Promo from Instagram, and through there, it'll open you to the rest of the world at Rodeo Promo on Instagram. Mm. Friday, doesn't he sound like Yo Gotti? Do you um, get that? Like no, the uh, I don't know. I gotta go listen to some Yo Gotti interviews. Yeah, um, just, just has that voice. So, yeah. yeah. Um, make sure to subscribe. Mm-hmm. Make sure to subscribe to the audios as well. Okay. Um, as usual, audios will be available Saturday morning, seven a.m. All listening platforms and whatever listening platform that you choose to listen to podcast. Make sure to leave some comments. Rate it subscribe do whatever you got to do to bring the zayling podcast to the top of the ratings it's getting up there because we have youtube for those that like to watch and see everybody so if you heard uh, rodeo and you heard ricky and you heard me you want to see us go to alizé vlogs for the full version you can also check out we love hip-hop network on youtube as well click the subscribe button and also our instagram is uh, always busy with content and uh, images and you can find a lot about my music and me and all that I do on Alize Vlogs. And definitely be sure to follow We Love Hip Hop Network on Instagram, Six Views TO, and Friday Ricky Dread, uh, yeah. amazing producer, and uh, all the other hats he wears. So thanks for listening, and we out. <laughs>